a wonderful, wonderful goalkeeper and a wonderful man. Please welcome Mark Bosnich. You there, Bozza? Good afternoon, gentlemen. Thank you for that wonderful introduction. I really appreciate it. Hey, you deserved it, mate. You deserved it. Thank you. You do. Now, uh, the sport that you love, geez, we are getting to the pointy end and it is really <laughs> heating up. This morning's game, massive result. Man City 4-0 win over Real Madrid, which puts them into the Champions League final. Did you watch every second of it, Bozza? Oh, we there, we were there. The Max Rushton, Craig Foster, myself, and obviously all the camera crew were there at 3.30, getting ourselves ready, 4.30 on air. Five o'clock kickoff, and by now, like you said, I'm sure everybody's watched their mini matches and replays yeah. on Stan Sports. An absolutely fantastic performance from Pep Guardiola's men against the reigning champions who they played last season in the semi final and were desperately unlucky not to go through. But that first 45 minutes, if you've only got time to watch that, that is one of the best performances we've seen in a football game in a very, very long time. They were absolutely awesome. And, you know, in football, we always say, you know, you can't press for the whole 90 minutes and you can't play at high intensity for the whole 90 minutes. But that first half, they pretty much went for about 30, 35. I think that was about the maximum. And really, if it wasn't for the goalkeeper for Real Madrid, it, it would have been over by half time. But uh, they, they went in at 2-0. And then the second half, they showed something that I didn't think Pep Guardiola, you know, really had in his toolbox. He basically defended. No problem. You know, we all know him for transcending football, for playing an attacking way all the time. But this time he adapted. He cut his cloth according to the players that he had. They soaked up the pressure and they got the two remaining goals and they're deservedly in the final against Inter Milan, who were also excellent in their two legs against AC Milan. Let's stick with Man City. They are yet to win the Champions League. They are sitting comfortable on top, would you say, of the Premier League? Yeah, two they'll... points away from the title, and that so that but essentially needs so if they get a win, that's it. With uh... that's it, that's yep. it. They could do it this weekend against Chelsea. They win against Chelsea, that's it. Two points from three games. Okay, beautiful. And so then, that means and Arsenal's then, bombed it. Essentially. Yeah, they've so Arsenal have they've they've blown it, Bozo. What what why how and why did they blow this season? Oh, it's very young, very inexperienced side, uh, and when the pressure really tells, see. It's such a long season. This is like you know, for for viewers, for listeners rather, um, who who are not you know so au fair with football. Just to explain that the Premier League is a, it's first past past the post. There's 38 games. There's all these other competitions. It really is a Melbourne Cup rather than a Golden Slipper. So it's a really long long race. <laughs> and if you don't have the, if you don't have the squad, uh, if you if you do suffer injuries and people over such a long season will have dips in form. And also when you're a young team and you're not used to going into basically, say, the last 10 games leading and those last 10 games are like grand finals, from a mental and physical point of view, you can run out of gas. And they did that. They they didn't really uh, push on when they had the opportunity to. Manchester City was snapping at their heels and they've really come good right towards the end. And like I said, two points from three games. You can't see them losing it. And obviously, there's the FA Cup final against Manchester United. They are on course for, the treble. for what would be only the second treble uh, yeah, in in basically in English history. Hey, thanks for using racing metaphors because the SEM track stations have just joined us, Bozza. So they're all over it, mate. They, they well, understand. No, just to explain, I'm always you know I'm always wary of that. You know when yes, I, when, I ring, when I talk about. When I talk about rugby league, which, you know, even though I'm a fanatic about, I don't know a great deal about in comparison to, to other people. So I try to sort of align it either with our sport or, or and to try to explain it in a way when I explain our sport, it's a, in the simplest way as possible so people can understand. Absolutely. So now at the same time that Man City's about to win the Premier League, there's obviously also this championship playoff, 
which is the richest yeah. game in soccer because basically yeah. it means for these teams that are in the second division, they get to move up. Mm. And, yeah. I mean, what sort of money are we big, talking here for these teams, Bozza? Well, uh, just, just to give you an idea, uh, the, the team who finishes last uh, in the Premier League will earn more money at the start of the season. Remember, there's always added bonuses when you play extra games on TV and so forth and where you finish in the league. But the team who finishes last in the Premier League gets more money straight away from TV than the team who tops the Bundesliga. That's the way it is right oh, now wow. because the overseas the overseas TV rights, the domestic rights are, are relatively, you could say, in, t- in terms of other sports, like the big sports around the world, your NFLs and so forth, they're re- relatively on par. But the overseas TV rights for the Premier League are an absolute bonanza. I think the last time, and don't quote me exactly on this, but it was something in the range of over £5 billion. So that really steps up the money. So... Everyone gets an equal share, all 20 teams, and then the rest of the money you get depends on how many live games you play. You play a certain amount of live games until it goes towards the end, the halfway of the season, and basically the television says, right, these are the live games because these are the important ones, whether they be the top or the bottom or for the top four or to get into the, into the top six to get a European place, and also your placing. So I always remember, you know, especially our chairman, the late deadly Doug Ellis, well, Sir Doug, he got knighted before he passed away, you know, he would come in, even if we the season was over and we'd say eighth or seventh, but he'd always come into that dressing room and say, listen, if we finish a little bit of a place above, there's extra money for us. So there's always that incentive. Now, this game, because of what I just basically said, is worth so much. Um, Coventry uh, won last night. They'll be playing Luton Town. Uh, two teams uh, who have been, uh, I don't think Luton has been in the Premier League, but I know Coventry definitely has. We used to play them all the time. Uh, and that'll be an absolutely huge game. Uh, you know, a lot of people think it should be maybe over two legs or whatever because, you know, sometimes, you know, if it's a bad decision or so forth and they could just rest on one little one little either mistake or one little bit of brilliance. But growing up here in Australia, and we know how important grand finals are to us. So I really like it. I think it's brilliant. Well, while you've been chatting there, Bozza, Brooksy's been on the uh, internet Googling and he's found that for the winner, it's an esti- estimated between £150 million and £300 million pounds. That the club yep. will get. So someone, yep. someone like a Luton Town, who as you as you said, haven't been in the Premier League before. They've they've got the smallest stadium. If they go through the smallest stadium in the history of the, have EPL, you played there, Bozza? Have it's you played 10, at Luton Town? People. At, at Luton, you know what? I actually made I actually made my league debut for Aston Villa. So I already played. Oh, wow. uh, I already made my league debut for Manchester United when I was eighteen. But when I went to Aston Villa towards the end of the first season when I was there, nineteen ninety two, I remember playing against Luton and getting tonked, actually. I think it was 3-1. Um, did you? Yeah, it was did about 1992. The... So we played, we played at Luton, and the ground, all I can remember was the, <laughs> the crowd was, like, in touching distance of you. <laughs> but, yeah, did you have to walk? Because we're hearing here from uh, Marky Boy, who follows his football as passionately as you do, that you actually have to walk oh, through people's backyards to get to the stadium. Is that true? No, I, I, look, I always remember in the World Cup in 2010 in South Africa when Australia played against Ghana in Rustenburg. On the way to the ground, basically, I always remember the locals inviting us to their back gardens for barbecues and all that. But, <laughs> but uh, the only thing I can think of, at Fulham, it's a little bit at Fulham, uh, at Craven Cottage, when you walk out the dressing rooms, there's that little walk which you, could, you sort of feel a little bit that you're outside the ground just as you can get in. But in the other ones, no. In the other ones, yeah, I, I, no, can't, I, mean, I can't recall like, off the top of my head. Mark's <laughs> a liar, Bozza. He's a bloody liar. <laughs> but hey, there might be some, you watch, there will be grounds, there might yeah. be some non-league grounds, and there will be grounds ar- ar- around, uh, anywhere around the world where, where you do have that experience. No, no doubt about that. Now, Europa League tomorrow, Aussie Matt Ryan's in goals. Yes. Um, yes, he is. What are his chances of getting a win? 
Well, massive. They, they, you know, I was looking at their record this afternoon while I was doing my research. So AZ Alkmaar, for those who don't know, they're from Holland. Uh, they're, they're doing really well. They're fourth in the league. Small club. They've never won a European trophy, but they have been to UEFA Cup. That was the old Europa League way back in 1981. They haven't lost the European game at home for, I think it's 25 games. And the last two legs they had, they beat Lazio, who are fourth in Serie A in the round of 16, both home and away. But the last one, the quarterfinals against Anderlecht of Belgium, they lost the first leg in Belgium 2-0. In the second leg at home, they actually won it 2-0. And Matty Ryan made those two penalty saves, which were absolutely fantastic, and put them into the semi-final. Now, West Ham are a better team than Anderlecht. Lazio is debatable, the way, especially the way West Ham have gone this season. So it's not going to be easy at all for West Ham. And I think AZ Alkmaar, they were pretty much cruising until West Ham got their first goal around the 67th minute. They're going to have their work cut out for them. This is like far, far from over. And you could say that for all the other legs as well. Uh, the other one in that conference league uh, is Basel from Switzerland, who play Fiorentina. They'll take a 2-1 lead at home for that game. And the Europa League, like you said, there's Juventus versus Sevilla in Seville. That's 1-1. And Roma will go to Germany to play Leverkusen. They're 1-0 up as well. But with the, Euro- with the Europa League, the three out of those four teams, as you could take Juventus out of that, they will not qualify for the Champions League via their league positions in their in their domestic competition. So whoever wins that Europa League will be in the Champions League next season. So that's huge stakes. Huge news and huge news for a young Australian football player, Jordan Bowes. Now, tell us a little yes. bit about him. He's uh, signed the biggest transfer. Well, he didn't sign it. The clubs have signed yep. the biggest transfer deal. Um, I'm a bit of a football layman. So essentially that $2 million is the fee that KVC Westerlow will pay Melbourne City to acquire the player. Correct. So the $2 million Correct. goes to the club. and Yes, that's right. And he'll do, his, he'll, he'll do his own negotiations separate to that. Um, a, a friend of mine looks after him. He's told me for quite some time what a really good player he is. I've watched him a couple of times. He's absolutely excellent. He's already been called into the Australian squad by Graham Arnold. And it's, and it's great business. You know, Australian football, you know, there's 211 leagues around the world. And out of those 211 leagues, four, maybe maybe half, you could say, the French league, but the German, uh, uh, English league, Italian and Spanish league are the four best leagues, and that's where everybody gravitates to. But there's other leagues, like the Belgium league, like the Dutch league, who are like, if you want, a little bit like storage houses. The top players from all around the world go there first, and they basically, if they perform, they'll get a move to one of the big clubs, and there will be sell-on fees for the team that he went to and also for the team that originally developed him in Melbourne City. So that's absolutely fantastic news. And that should be the real aim of Australian football. You know, mm. yes, by all means, you, you try to have the best league that you possibly can. But develop your youngsters, sell them, yep. and ha- let them have that fantastic experience. Have them play for the Socceroos. We saw all in the whole country what happened when yep. they did so well in Qatar. Yep, absolutely agreed. Now, I just want to ask this question on the side, which is not on any of our run sheets here, Boz, but uh, my Ever- Evertonians, how do you see them faring? They're just just outside the relegation. Are they safe or do you think they're going to slip into the bottom three? I, I think that they're going to stay up. I, I oh, think they're going to stay up. You, I think, unfortunately, for – well, Southampton are they're already, already out. down. I yep. think Leicester, Leicester and Leeds are going to go down. I think Le- uh, Everton are going to scrape up. Oh. It's going to be very close, but okay. uh, two games to go for all of them. Uh, I, I can't tell you really how, how close it's going to be. It's going to go right down to the wire. And you talk about pressure games in terms of the, the championship playoff game to get into the Premier League. These ones are even worse because mm. you're actually fighting for your own survival. <laughs> I only had one experience of that, and that's and I said to myself, you know, and we survived with about three games to go. And that was a year after we won the League Cup. And I was like, I'd never want to go through this again. It puts years <laughs> on you. And it's absolutely frightening. So Everton have got Wolves away. 
this weekend. And in the last game of the season, they'll play Bournemouth at home for two games against teams that are safe. So if you could have a choice, you'd say, okay, we should at least take, be looking to take four points from that. Um, but uh, it, it's it's going to be very, very tight. And if you look at Leicester, unfortunately, I mean, Leicester will play uh, West Ham in the last game of the season at home. But unfortunately, you have to say for, for, for Leicester, um, before that, they've got Newcastle away. Now, Newcastle are still vying for that top four spot. That's going to be so, so difficult for them to get anything from there. Hey, B-Man, I'm getting the wind-up in here, mate. Thanks so much for yes, joining us. please. Yes. You, know, you, know, you know the score. If you let the B-Man talk too much, you'll keep going for another oh, two hours. Right. <laughs> You're giving this show some credibility, brother. So, so <laughs> hey, B-Man, when's the final going to be on stand? When are we looking for this Champions League June final? 10th. June 10th. June 10th. May, May 31st, Europa. Uh, June 4th, I think it is. June 4th or 5th, the Conference League. That's Matty Ryan's one. Yep. And June 10th. Uh, June 10th in Europe. It'll be June 11th in the morning here. Uh, Real Madrid, uh, uh, sorry, Real Madrid, Inter Milan versus Manchester City. So make sure you all tune in. I'm sure you will. And if you can't, if that's too early for you, no problem these days because we've got the minis, we've got the highlights, the rapid recaps that you can watch later on during the day. Uh, It'll be an absolutely fantastic game from Istanbul. Fantastic, Bozza. We'll check you soon, mate. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. See you, B-Man.